0: This would be the first complete game shutout, and there it is. Shohei Ohtani goes all nine. Oh boy, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will, guys. Welcome back to Ohtani Talk. You just heard the call from the Thursday morning game where Shohei threw his first career full game shutout. It was truly... A start to an exciting day. It was the first game of a doubleheader. And while Shohei didn't do anything at the plate, he did everything on the mound. He only needed 111 pitches. He only allowed one hit. And he only allowed three walks. So overall, it was an absolute commanding performance at the mound. I should also mention he had eight strikeouts to go along with the performance. 0 for 5 at the plate. That wasn't his best showing offensively, but he more than made up for it in the second game of that doubleheader. Shohei looking for his first hit of the series. Some clapping for Shohei who goes to the opposite field. Get going. Yeah! His major league leading 37th. A shutout in the morning and a homer to start the second game of the day. Quite a double header for Shohei, and he wasn't done there. Oh, Oh, he got another one! Get going! Otani has done it again! Santa Maria! Complete game shutout. Check! Two homers in the nightcap. Check. So as you can see, the day just kept getting better for Shohei Otani. Hits a second home run of the game. But sadly, he had to leave the game at that point. You can see him kind of grab his lower back. He doesn't look like he's in a lot of pain at this time, but you could definitely tell that pitching nine innings and then hitting two dingers, maybe his back hurts from carrying the team. But in all seriousness, Shohei is fine. They let Michael Stefanik pinch hit for him for the rest of the game, and the Angels went on to win 11-4. So how was this series for Shohei? Well, first of all, the Angels swept the Tigers in all three games. And second of all, while Shohei wasn't necessarily consistent at the plate in each of these three games, he was finding ways to contribute to the team's success. In game one, he didn't get any hits, but he did get walked a couple times, and he was able to score twice from those walks. So even if he wasn't getting hits, he was contributing in game one. Game two, he goes 0 for 5. But he throws a shutout, and they win 6-0. Game three, Shohei hits two home runs. It doesn't really matter that he's got to leave with some tightness in his back. They're well on their way to victory at that point, and they do go on to win 11-4. So Shohei... Really, can you give him anything less than an A-plus for that series? I know his bats were kind of cold in Games 1 and 2, but you've got a two-homer game and you've got a shutout. I don't think you can ding Shohei at all, even if his bats were cold in Games 1 and 2. So at this point, you've got to think that the Angels have all the momentum in the world. I mean, they have... Swept the Yankees. They took two out of three against the Pirates. They sweep the Tigers. They are hot since the All-Star break. And to put some more fuel on the fire, they trade to get Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez, two strong pitchers from the White Sox. All right. So at this point, they've got all the momentum. Before we get into this series against the Toronto Blue Jays, let's talk about this trade. For starters, you get Lucas Giolito. No pun intended about the starters there, but Lucas Giolito is a very strong starter, okay? With the White Sox, he had an ERA below four, which, to be honest, is pretty much better than anyone on the Angels. And then you get Ronaldo Lopez, a reliever with you know an ERA slightly above four. But you get the idea that Ronaldo Lopez is the kind of bullpen pitcher who might give up, you know, a run every couple games, but he's not the kind of guy that's gonna shoot you in the foot, similar to some of these other bullpen pitchers like Jimmy Hergett, who quite frankly have not been able to step up and, and make a big play to save this team late in the game. Okay, so obviously you're getting a good starter, you're getting a okay reliever. That seems good for a team that's struggled especially with the bullpen. When it comes to pitching, you're talking about a team that's had to sacrifice several leads because their bullpen just hasn't been good enough to maintain those leads. So we've seen them choke and lose several games because of a bad bullpen. We've seen it happen time and time and time again. So it seems like a great idea. You get a new starter. You can maybe move somebody from the starting rotation into the bullpen, and then you get another bullpen pitcher on top of that. So what did they give up to get Giolito and Lopez? All right, well, first of all, they gave up two minor leaguers. They're prospects number two and three on the Angels prospect list. So pretty high up there on their list of talent being developed from the minor leagues. To put it in perspective, number one on the prospect list is Logan Ohapi. We already saw Logan come up to the majors and really shine as a catcher to start the season, but then he got injured. He may be back toward the end of the season, we can only hope, because he really is a league-ready player, even so young and so green in the league. So really, we're looking at them trading their number one and two prospects because Logan's already had experience on the Angels team. He's really not a prospect. He's only on that list because he's not on the major league roster because he's injured. All right, so they give away two of their top three prospects. One is a catcher. All right, Edgar Queiro is their catcher that they trade away. And I'm not mad at that. I mean, sure, he's in their top three of prospects. But you're looking at a team that's pretty deep at the catcher position. You're hoping to get Logan Ohapi back and maybe have him be your best catcher. Um, But you've also got Thice, You've also got, um, currently injured, Max Stassi. You've got a handful of guys at the catcher position. I'm not mad at giving up a prospect catcher when you've already got a better prospect catcher in Logan Ohapi, all right? So I'm okay with that part of the trade. Then you have Kai Bush. He's number three on the prospect list. He's a left-hand pitcher. And I think this is okay. I mean, if he's really going to be a great pitcher with a bright future in front of him, it does feel a little questionable to trade away pitching when pitching is what your team's going to need. But if we're in a win-now-to-keep-shohei kind of mindset, I understand letting Kai Bush go to get Lucas and Lopez to bolster the bullpen now because Bush may not be ready for the big leagues in quite some time. So we'll see how this pans out. Already we've seen Lucas Giolito have one start and we have seen an appearance out of the bullpen by Reynaldo Lopez. So we're gonna get into that in a second when we discuss the series against Toronto. But I think more importantly, to consider is, like, where in the lineup is Lucas Giolito going to fit, okay? So, Lucas Giolito, 3.79 ERA prior to coming to the Angels, means he's giving up less runs than everyone but Shohei on the Angels starting rotation, okay? So, that means somebody's got to be the odd man out, you've got sort of a five-man, six-man rotation on this Angels team because Shohei kind of needs that extra rest. So if there is a day of rest in the schedule, they'll go with a five-man rotation. But if the Angels are playing six games in a row, for example, they will use a sixth starter. So I'm calling that a a five-and-a-half-man rotation just because it depends on the schedule. But who's he going to bump out? You got Tyler Anderson, who has the only ERA on the team above five. But Tyler Anderson has the best record, arguably better than Shohei. He's got less wins than Shohei, but his ratio of wins to losses is better than Shohei's. You've got Reed Detmers, Chase Silseth, Griffin Canning, Jaime Barria. I'm, I just named four really talented starting pitchers who are all between 25 and, like, 28. Take your pick. I mean, I feel like Detmers is definitely one of their starters. They don't really want to send him to the bullpen. He's got good stuff. He just hasn't been getting the wins that they think he should. So maybe Chase Silseth, Griffin Canning, Jaime Barria. One of those will go to the bullpen. They'll bolster the bullpen. So in a way, it's like you get two bullpen pitchers and a starter out of this deal. I don't mind that. I really don't. So therefore, you're going to have Shohei. You're going to have Giolito. You're going to have Sandoval. Those are definitely your top three starters. And then you're going to have these young guys filling in the fourth, fifth, and sixth spot in that pitching rotation. Honestly, I think it's a good job by the front office. It's a win-now move without sacrificing too many prospects. So good on the front office. We got to see Giolito then in the first game of the series against Toronto. Well, let's discuss how that series went. And the first play of the game is an out to bring Shohei Otani to the plate. This place is sold out. It's supposed to be all weekend here at Rogers Center. And Shohei with a drive to right. He has welcomed himself to Canada with his 39th home run. <laughs> oh, boy. You can hear the crowd going wild. It doesn't matter that he's on the road. The people like Shohei, and the people like seeing Shohei hit home runs, hit for the cycle, whatever, throw shutouts. Anything he does is exciting, and he starts the game off with a home run. His first at-bat of the day, the second at-bat for the Angels, a solo home run, and his 39th of the season. Shohei had a good day. He went 2-for-4 with a home run, and he did this against the Toronto pitcher, which was Kevin Gossman. Now, we talked about Kevin Gossman last week, and we specifically talked about how Shohei does not hit well against Kevin Gossman. In fact, he was 0-for-6 against Kevin Gossman in his prior appearances, so to turn around that 0-for-6 and go 2-for-4 with a homer, Really great job by Shohei. I mean, he was cold to start the series against the Tigers, but by game one of this Toronto series, he's clearly hot. He's now got 39 homers. And how do the Angels do? Well, unfortunately, they take the losing end of a pitching duel. That homer by Shohei, that would go on to be the only run for the Angels as Gossman and the relievers... Went all nine innings with just one run allowed. Lucas Giolito has his first start as an Angel. And you know what? He did fairly good. He goes five and a third innings, and he only allows three runs. But ultimately, the damage was done. The Angels just couldn't get much on the board, and they lose the opener of this series. Now at this point, I know I'm starting to get concerned because sure the Angels have been hot. But they've been hot against losing teams. All right. They come out of the All-Star break. They lose two out of three to the Astros. And to be honest, they should have been swept. They kind of stole game two of that series. They sweep a struggling Yankees team. They take two out of three against a struggling Pirates team. And then they sweep the Tigers, who are beyond struggling. And then they face Toronto, immediately lose Game 1 with very little to show in that game. So we go on to Game 2. Did they turn it around? No, they did not. Shohei goes 1-for-2 with two walks. So not a bad performance from Shohei. But the problem is, lately those walks have been turning into runs. And on Saturday night, nobody was able to hit Shohei home. The Angels are cold, and they lose 6-1. On the mound for Toronto was Alec Manoa. He's the guy that we talked about. He's struggling this season. Would he even have good stuff? He did. He, He pitched only four and a third and allowed one earned run. But the bullpen came in, and the bullpen was solid. They finished the game without allowing another run. So once again, we see the Angels... Only able to put up one run. Shohei did okay in both games. But the rest of his team struggling tremendously. So if you're like me, the alarms are starting to sound off because we've seen the Angels roll over some pretty bad teams. And then they face Toronto Blue Jays. Finally, a good team. A team that can hang in the one of the toughest divisions in baseball, the AL East. And they already drop the first two games of the series. You're going into this third game, really you're just praying that they win because if they get swept by the Blue Jays, a team with a winning record, you start to get the feeling that this team just can't beat winning teams. I mean, we've seen it this season. We've seen it last season. Shohei and the Angels put up some wins. They get a great record to start the season. They face the Astros. They lose two out of three. They lose three out of four. They get swept. They play these winning record teams, and all of a sudden, it's like nobody can play baseball. So we go into this third game. We're just hoping that they don't get swept, and it goes to extra innings. So you got Tyler Anderson on the mound. He is a great game. Six and a third innings, one earned run. Shout out Matt Moore and Carlos Estevez putting up three and two-thirds innings of shutout ball, and the Angels go on to win it 3-2 in the 10th. So how did Shohei do? He went one for three, and an important one for three because he scored that first run of the game. The only run for the Angels through nine innings, and the run that allowed them to go into extra innings to win it. So Shohei singles in the top of the third, Gets moved around with a single and a hit-by-pitch. Hunter Renfro, sacrifice fly, brings Shohei home. They cling on to that one run to force 10 innings, and that's when it got really exciting. We just talked about Hunter Renfro. He does it again. Two-run home run in the top of the 10th. Goes to the bottom of the 10th. And to be honest, kind of scary. Right away, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hits a single, knocks in Bobachet. You're wondering, does Carlos Estevez have the the mileage to get through this game? I mean, he did come in in the ninth to help finish the game out, and now he's pitching again in the 10th. And let me tell you, Carlos did not make it easy on us. After allowing the single to Guerrero Jr., Matt Chapman gets walked. Now you've got men on first and second with no outs. You only got a one run lead, but he strikes out George Springer, and he got a little bit of a, a benefit in, on the call there from the umpire. But he strikes out Calvin Biggio, and then he gets Jansen to line out to left. That's the ball game. The Angels escape with just a shred of pride after taking this one from the Blue Jays. And I think it's an important win because not only did you not get swept, but you get out of this stretch of games with a 55 and 51 record. When not too long ago, you opened a series against the Yankees with a losing record. So you've got some momentum. You've got a good trade that just happened. You announced you're keeping Shohei, which probably is the right decision because he's having a historical season. You want him to have that season as an Angel, if you're an Angels fan, and it's a season where they could make the playoffs even if they don't win a world series i think it'll be good to see them in the playoffs it's a tight wild card race they might not make it but there's definitely potential and it's definitely a season where i think you owe it to shohei to get this team into the playoffs or at least try by trading for giolito for example right but anyway the series against toronto Sure, you know, you get out of there with one win, so it's like, well, we didn't get swept. Maybe we just got unlucky, right? Well, all that's going to go out the window this week because you're playing the Braves, baby. All right, you're playing the team that's sort of known to be a machine, if you will, a team that's got so much talent that you kind of wonder, can anybody beat them? Now, they have been cold lately, okay? We know that they're beatable. We even saw them lose four in a row in the middle of July. And they're hot off a sweep of the Brewers, though. And the Brewers are a good baseball team. So you're getting the Braves when they seem to be in good form. They've got Ronald Acuna Jr., who seems to be on the way to a potential NL MVP title. So it's a series where... you You got to see the Angels step up. And we're hoping to see the Angels surprise us. All right. Shohei seems to have gotten his heat back, both on the mound and as a hitter. So you'd think Shohei's really got to step up if they're going to beat Atlanta. And maybe they just surprise us. I mean, we didn't expect them to do anything against the Yankees. And look, I know, believing in the Angels of Anaheim, you're asking for heartbreak, you're asking for disappointment. But you know what? They might just be the team to shock you and win two out of three against Atlanta. Who's to say they won't? I mean, with Shohei hot, anything's possible. Now, we're not going to see Shohei on the mound this series against Atlanta, but how's Shohei going to do at the plate? Let's take a look at how Shohei matches up against a few of these pitchers. Well, for starters, they open the series against Charlie Morton, Who's got a 3.57 ERA, which has brought him to a 10-8 record for Atlanta. Shohei's is 0 for 6 with three strikeouts against Charlie Morton and no walks. But don't let that fool you. We said the same thing about Kevin Gossman. All right? We said Shohei's 0 for 6 with I think four strikeouts prior to that uh, opener against Toronto what does Shohei do? He hits a home run. He goes two for four. Who's to say he can't do the same thing against Charlie Morton? All right, now game two, Spencer Strider. Spencer is off to a great start to this 2023 season. He's got an 11-3 record and a 3.73 ERA and a whip of 1.09. Now, a whip means walks plus hits per innings pitched. So it's a measure of how many base runners they put on base per inning. He's got a low one, so he doesn't allow a lot of people on base. He's got 199 strikeouts as of today, Sunday, so prior to this start against the Angels, and only 36 walks. So he's a good pitcher, but you know what? We don't have any data on Shohei. It appears that Shohei has never hit against Spencer Strider first time against a new pitcher could be tough but also it could just be a pitcher that maybe he sees really well and can hit the ball against we're gonna have to tune in to see guys but when we're talking about watching Shohei in his MVP season you better tune in regardless because even if we don't know how he's going to match up there's a good chance that he's going to be hitting the ball well all right, game three, Yoni Chirinos on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Shohei has not faced Yoni, and Yoni's numbers are not as good as the other two pitchers we mentioned. He's got a 4-4 record. He's got a 4.34 ERA. And if we look at his stats, you know he's got only five starts, 16 games pitched, I'm thinking that Yoni is probably a guy that was coming out of the bullpen for Atlanta, but due to injuries, he's been forced out into the starter position. And I think he's really the kind of pitcher who, that's the game that you have to win. Now, you try to steal game one or two, right? Two good pitchers in Morton and Spencer Strider, but you steal one of those two games, and then you beat Chirinos in game three of the series, You walk out of there with two wins out of three. You take the series against the big, bad Braves, and then you come home to face the Mariners on Thursday. I think that's how you draw it up, and that's how you try to execute. Let's see if they can do it. I mean, sure, the Braves, they're the big, bad Braves. I just said it, but who's to say a team that's got Shohei Otani can't beat a team with Ronald Acuna? Oh, that's an exciting matchup, guys. Make sure to tune in. Like I said, then they're back home against the Mariners. In game one of that series, we've got Shohei on the mound. Now, for starters, Shohei is hitting really well against the Mariners this season. They've played each other six times. Shohei is batting 409 with 22 at-bats. So that's a good sample size. Batting 409 with three home runs seven RBIs, and only four strikeouts. So Shohei's been performing really well against the Mariners on the offense. Let's take a look at how he matches up against the Mariners hitters when he takes the mound on Thursday night. So Shohei's had two starts against Seattle already this season. He's got a 1-0 record. So he did not factor a decision in one of the two games, but he did get the win in the other. He's got 11 innings pitched through those two games. He allowed six hits and only four earned runs, but he did allow nine walks and one homer, 14 strikeouts, and an opponent's batting average of 171. So there's a lot of good things that I'm seeing here. Opponent batting average below 200, great. 14 strikeouts, great. Only four earned runs. Very good. He's got to get that walk count low because you'll get burned. Okay, nine walks in two games. You can get away with it, but we talked about whip earlier. Walks plus hits per inning pitch. You want to keep the traffic on the bases low to avoid getting in trouble. It looks like Shohei got away with it in these first two games, but... Lately, we've been seeing Shohei pitch really good games and have that performance ruined by a couple hung balls that get hit for a homer. So if you're Shohei, keep it up. 171 opponents batting average against the Mariners this year. Keep that up. Just try not to walk too many guys, and you will be getting a win on Thursday against the Mariners. All right, all right, all right, guys. We talked about Shohei's pitching. We talked about how Shohei's hot as a hitter against the Mariners. Let's look at the pitchers he's going to be facing. Game one, Shohei's pitching, and the opposing pitcher is Brian Wu. Brian Wu has a 1-3 record, an ERA of just below five. He's 23 years old from Oakland, California, right-handed pitcher, Shohei has had two at-bats against Brian Wu. And let me tell you what, they were pretty good. Shohei is one for two with a homer. Small sample size. But this is clearly a struggling pitcher if his ERA is about five. Maybe Shohei can bolster those numbers with another couple knocks starting on Thursday against the Mariners. we get Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo is a very good pitcher. He's got a 3.02 ERA, a 1.04 whip. Six and seven record, though. So he's not getting the support. And you can kind of tell that the Mariners wish they were hitting better. But how does Shohei stack up? Well, eight at-bats against Luis Castillo. And Shohei's batting 375 with a home run. So he's certainly got some success because you look at that, he's got an OPS of 1.3 against Luis Castillo. And I know, I know, small sample size, only eight at-bats. But right away, you're seeing the first two starters for the Mariners in this upcoming series have trouble against Shohei, and that's a good sign. Game three, George Kirby on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. Shohei Otani has 14 at-bats against George batting 4.29, one home run, four RBIs, an OPS of 1.18. It's similar to the story with Luis Castillo. And Kirby's not a bad pitcher, a 3.5 ERA, a 1.08 whip. But Shohei hits him well. And game four, final game of the series, we get Bryce Miller, 7-3 ERA, 3.96 ERA, and a 1.0 whip. Not bad stats there. Certainly driving some value for his team is Bryce. And Shohei, I've got no data. I don't think they've ever met before as a as a batter in Shohei and a pitcher in Bryce. So you got to think, you know, maybe Shohei just keeps up his hot hitting against the Mariners because the pitchers with good stats, he's hit them well. The pitchers with bad stats, he's hit them well. Look for Shohei to have a great series in this homestand against the Mariners when they come home. They've been on the road. It's been a long road trip, but they've been winning good games. If they can just have a good series against the Braves, you're going to have so much momentum coming home to face the Mariners. So keep an eye on Shohei. It's going to be an exciting couple of series here this coming week. I know I'm going to be watching. I think you should too. And before we say goodbye, let's just look at how Shohei is doing in the MVP race. And I just want to start by saying, if you were thinking of placing a bet on Shohei Otani to win the AL MVP, your odds just got three times worse. The Angels announced that he will not be traded, and as a result, you know he's going to win the AL MVP if he keeps this up. And the odds are now minus 2,000 to win the MVP. So I'm not saying you missed your chance to make money, but it's certainly going to be harder to do so. And let's take a look at his stats, okay? Shohei Otani, 39 home runs. We listened to three of them on the podcast already. In the American League, there's nobody even close. We've talked about Luis Robert Jr. in the past on the Chicago White Sox. Luis only has 29 home runs. Shohei is 10 homers over the next one in the American League. 10 homer lead. I mean, even if you look to the National League, where Matt Olson is having a killer season with the Atlanta Braves, Matt's got 35. Shohei is on top of both leagues, and he's absolutely got a chokehold on the American League when it comes to homers, all right? Now, RBIs, he's not the league leader, but he's only three behind Adelise Garcia, who has really been driving in run after run for the Texas Rangers. You want to talk about hits? Shohei's tied for third in hits, only behind Bo Bichette and Marcus Semyon. And what makes it so great guys is he's not only, you know, leading or in the top 3 for these stats, but he's also third in strikeouts. The guy who's having two homer games, the guy who's got 39 homers, leading both leagues in homers, has 156 strikeouts. That's third in the American League. All right, so that's just something that's super special. Something that we really love to see. And I think in addition to just looking at the flashy stats, it's time to check in again on his wins above replacement. So let me just start by saying, the best wins above replacement by a pitcher in the American League is Kevin Gossman at 3.9. Okay, so the best pitcher has a war of 3.9. The best batter is Luis Robert with a wins above replacement of 4.2. Shohei, as a batter, has a wins above replacement of 5.3. He's 1.1 better than the next guy. He's 25% better than the next guy in his hitting alone. And something that I'm just realizing now is that wins above replacement takes into account how well your player feels. Fields or plays defense. Shohei is a designated hitter. So he actually has a negative number for his wins above replacement from defense. So he actually has that working against him that he's a DH. But we talked about this and we'll talk about it again. And again, Shohei gets his own wins above replacement for pitching. And he's 16th in the AL for that, he's got a 2.0. All right, so we saw it go up a little bit from 1.7, 1.9. Now it's up to 2.0. You have to think that that stellar outing against the Tigers is the reason for it. But you add those together, you got 2.0, 5.3, 7.3. That is absolutely the best in both leagues. Even if we open up the conversation to the National League and we let Ronald Acuna in, Ronald's only got a 5.5 wins above replacement. 7.3 for Shohei. Most valuable player in Major League Baseball. And it's not even close if you're looking at the American League. So there you go, guys. We are through July. Which it's going by super fast. 103 games played, meaning we've got about 78 games to go. If Shohei can keep this up, the title's his. There's no doubt about that because nobody can rival him for driving value to his team. He really is that valuable. And we saw him be player of the month for June. Now that we've wrapped up July, we can compare those numbers. He wasn't as hot, okay, which is it's, it's fine. That's sort of what you expect. I mean, you can't keep that up. He had 15 home runs in the month of June. He has nine home runs in the month of July. Now, it is worth mentioning that in July you had the all-star break. We saw Shohei go through some finger injuries at the beginning of the month. So cut him some slack there. But what's more important probably to focus on is that he has been hot this second half of the season. And as a result, through 103 games, he's on pace for 61.3 homers. The AL record for homers in a single season was set last season by Aaron Judge at 62 home runs. Shohei... If he can just keep up sort of, well, basically his pace from June and July, really just July, he could break the record. Now, I I don't want to demand too much of Shohei, but at the same time, to those, much is given, much is expected. And uh, you got to think that Shohei's thinking about it, right, guys? you got to think Shohei knows that All the reporters are talking about it. you got to know that Shohei knows that even podcasters are talking about his numbers. They're talking about, can he do it? And we want to see him do it. We're excited at the idea of him doing it. But even if Shohei can't break 62 homers, he's throwing nine-inning shutouts as a pitcher. And he's going to hit 50, 60 home runs. Either way, this MVP season... Is going to be legendary, and it's really going to cement Shohei as the greatest of all time. Goat Hei Otani, and he's show stay Otani because he's staying in Los Angeles, baby. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next Monday with another episode. Fill you in on how they did against the Braves and the Mariners and we'll check back in on the AL MVP race. All right, guys, take it easy. Make sure that you follow Otani Talk on Instagram, and we will see you next week.